Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast, helping you invest in property for freedom, choice, and profit. You'll learn new, innovative, and multiple streams of property income, whether you want to start, scale, or systemize, and even if you don't have deposits. Hi, Kevin McDonald here, and welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. In this week's episode of the podcast, I've got a special guest with me. It's Dan Eaton. So Dan Eaton came to Progressive a few years ago, did some of the trainings and has built up a property business on the back of that. And he now specialises in serviced accommodation and commercial conversions to serviced accommodation. So I think you're really going to enjoy this episode. Um, Hi, Dan. How are you? Good afternoon, Kevin. Thank you for having me. I'm good. Thank you. No problem. So um, tell us a little bit about uh, what you were doing sort of before you came to Progressive, uh, the job you were in. property experience, that sort of thing. Yeah, certainly. So about two years ago, so it was September 2017, I I, I came to Progressive and it was a friend of mine who basically turned around to me and said, uh, Dan, you've always wanted to get into property, haven't you? And I always, yes, you know, I'd watched Homes Under the Hammer. So, uh, you know, I always wanted to get into that, but never had any money. So he said, why don't you come along to uh, an event? Um, It was a multiple streams of property income event in Bristol. So I went along and that's where I discovered Progressive. At the time, I was a, a project manager in the corporate world, and prior to that, I'd been in the Royal Navy. So I spent about 10 years in the Royal Navy. I left there to spend more time with my family, went into the corporate world, and found myself spending less time with my family, although I was actually physically in the same building as them, uh, which was very different when I was in the Navy. So that's kind of how, how it was before I kind of found Progressive. And with all that corporate job, the Navy, etc., had you been investing in property at all, or was it no, not at all. I mean, I watched Homes Under the Hammer, um, but I was under the illusion that you needed to have money to, to do property. And it was when I came across that event and realized that there's a whole world of property investing that wasn't necessarily about you know working in a job to save up some money for a deposit and then finding a house to buy a deposit, you know, finding a house then using a deposit and a mortgage. It never really occurred to me that you could do these things in a different way. So that, that event really opened my eyes to the whole, okay. whole idea. That was multiple streams in Bristol, twenty September seventeen. That's right, yeah, September twenty seventeen. And then you, what did you do as on the back of that event? So at that event, I I signed up for some of the training courses that Progressive offer, and I came to Peterborough and did what was known as the sort of masterclass and the the basic sort of property investing, and then I went and did the service accommodation course. So I live in in Cheltenham in Gloucestershire, and capital values are quite high there. So once I kind of worked out what the area I was in and I wanted to do property close to home, I had to kind of work out what strategy fitted with my values, what I wanted to do and what worked in the area and service accommodation was the answer. Right. So it's a really important point there I think you touched on is I wanted to do property close to home and you live in an expensive area. And I hear this a lot from people where they think because I live in the south of England, I live in an expensive area, that to do property I need to go up north. And you hear so many people saying you need to go north. And I guess what you're trying to do is get out of your job and then you start going north and you end up creating another job, spending your life on motorways and stuff. So um, how did you make property work in the south and do people really need to go north? I think that's it, Kevin. No, I don't think you do. I think generally most strategies will work in most areas. Some won't, but most will. So I think it's about whistling down what does work in your area, what you want to do on the back of it, and then figuring out how you mesh those two things together. And that's why we came up with service accommodation. Okay, so um, so you said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it in in your own area. I'm going to do yep. service accommodation. So you're starting off, you, you didn't know, you didn't have a lot of money to get going. How did you do it then? So basically on the, on the training, we, we learned about what's known as rent to service accommodation. 
So basically borrowing uh, uh, legally in, in the correct way with all the agreements in place, borrowing a house or an apartment from a landlord and then using it for service accommodation. So putting it on the likes of Airbnb and Booking.com and renting it out but, you know, per night as opposed to the per month. So we learned about that. We then found some properties in Cheltenham that we could do that on. And we basically went from there. Okay, awesome. So um, at the in terms of that was sort of September 17, we're two and a half years later. Yeah. Have you got many Rent2SA deals up in place now? Are you still just doing Rent2SA? Are you doing bigger stuff? So what's what have you been up to since? Yes, I mean, the, the journey kind of started out with the Rent2SA. So we started off, and I think in the first sort of year, we ended up with 10 Rent2SAs uh, ourselves. And then that led into people talking to us about what we were doing in the area. So we went out networking, started talking about what we were doing. That then led to people saying, well, actually, I've got a property. Would you mind managing it for me? So we then took on some management properties. So I think by the end of year one, we had like 13 properties up and running in the Cheltenham area. Now, that led on to other things because one of the people we've networked with and one of the people whose properties we managed for SA was a property developer. Um, and they were just dabbling in service accommodation to try and understand what it, what it felt like. And we got on really well. And then we basically decided to do some commercial conversions together. So he had the experience from the, the development background. I had the kind of knowledge which I'd learned at Progressive and the kind of contacts in the local area. So he was new to the area. So that was the other reason. Um, so we, we basically formed a bit of a business partnership. Uh, and that led to a, a number of opportunities that we explored, but not necessarily went forward with. So we went through the process of exploring a commercial conversion for, I think we went through about three or four that were, were really good deals, but they weren't quite right for us. So we didn't, we didn't do them. And I think sometimes, uh, in his words, actually, sometimes it's the deals you don't do that make you the money as well. So, you know, they weren't mm. quite right for us. So we I, didn't do that. I definitely agree with that. Some of the first deals I ever done set me back for 10 years because the money I lost. And I see a lot of people, they think that it's, just, it's easy to just go buy a house and you can, uh, you hear a lot about all the information is just on Google. You just go on Google, you can find out how to buy property. You go on Google, you can find the property. Um, is it that simple in reality? No, it's not. I mean, yes, absolutely. All the information that anyone ever needs is probably on the internet somewhere. But there's probably a lot of information on the internet that you don't need or that's out of date or that's spurious or that if you cobble it together, doesn't make sense. So although the information may be there, making sense of it is very different. In the same way that anyone goes to any sort of educational institution, whether it be you know college or university, you know all the information is there. But you know unless someone teaches you how to put it together and how to use it, and they've got the experience to back it up, it's just it's just information at that point. You can't make any sense of it. I guess it's also actually knowing what to type into the search engine, like things like capital allowances, which I'm sure you probably use in commercial conversions. Yes, unless you knew what capital allowances were, or had even heard of the word, you wouldn't be able to search for it on Google. That's absolutely right. I mean, you don't know what you don't know. So I'd watched Homes Under the Hammer and I thought that's how you do property. And then I went to an event where a lot of people stood up there and showed me there was a completely different way of doing it. And for me, it made sense because in the commercial world, I'd done a lot of the things that we were talking about in property, but I'd done it for big corporations, you know, so I'd been making shareholders rich. Um, and it just occurred to me, they thought, well, actually, it's just an agreement or it's just a this or it's just a that. Why wouldn't you be able to do that in, in, a, in a, you know, a property business for yourself? And that's where it really kind of clicked for me. Yeah. How important do you think? So you mentioned going to networking events and meeting a JV partner. Um, how critical do you think networking is to building your property business? Oh, it's absolutely essential. Um, from me, my personal journey was mentioned there. You know, I met my business partner, Andrew, um, through networking. We took on his SA units. Um, then through networking uh, and helping someone else set their network, uh, set their SA units up, we met 
blockchain. Um, and then through other networking events, talk about service accommodation, I met a guy called Ben. Now, the four of us are now in a partnership where we're doing a six-house new build. You know, that was, came from service accommodation, which came from networking. So it's absolutely imperative. Yeah, um, two of my deals at the moment are off-market deals because they are, you know, through contacts with networking. Wow. So you're currently doing six new builds. Will they be used as SA? No, those, those, sold. Yeah, those ones are sold. So we've sold three already and there's three more to sell. Um, so we've got to the end of March to kind of to exit that one. But uh, yeah, but that was, a, that was a deal that came through networking. And so the team came together through networking. So absolutely imperative, yeah. Okay, so it's about... Um, two and a half years, say, since you attended the first multiple streams of property income event. Mm-hmm. In the last two and a half years, could you imagine two and a half years ago that you'd have done and achieved what you've done today? Oh, absolutely not. I, mean, I didn't even realise this kind of, I didn't realise the possibilities. You know, I, I started that multiple streams event and I was very inspired about what I was seeing and what I was hearing. Um, and for me, it was about getting out of the job. That was the first goal, uh, which we did um, July last year. So that, that was the, the get out of the corporate world. That's all finished. Um, I mean, I still do some freelance work here and again, so, you know, that, that's all fine. But uh, that's I mean, my choice now rather than being, you know, a slave to the kind of employer. But, yeah, I never realized this this world would just kind of unfold. And it's it's one of those, I think the phrase uh, someone described it to me recently was, it's kind of like Alice in Wonderland. You just kind of keep getting deeper and deeper into the hole and, you know, you get further and further into it. And it just, it's a whole world that you didn't know existed, but makes perfect sense. And when you get into it, these things just kind of crop up. Uh, what's... With all of those deals, um, what's your sort of plans going forward? Uh, I mean, you start with service accommodation, then you've done some commercial conversions. Now you're moving into new bills. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the, ne- sort of ne- the next sort of 12 months, three years looking like for Dan? What are you going to be up to next? So to be honest, Kevin, it's, it's more of the same. So our service accommodation business is up and running. We've systemized a lot of that, so I don't spend a lot of time on that. My wife, Vicky, does the ops director side of it. So she directs the teams. We've got a call center that handles all our calls and our messages. We've got virtual assistants who do a lot of the day-to-day admin side of things. So she coordinates all that. I do the kind of commercial conversion side and the development side with my business partners. And the next 12 months is just more and more of, of the same. So we want to take on more SA units on management. So help landlords who want to uh, use their apartments or their houses as service accommodation. We'd like to help them do that. We want to take on more commercial conversions and convert them into flats. Some of those will be used for service accommodation. Some will be sold off um, basically as starter homes. So people wanting to get onto the housing ladder, we're going to create lots of apartments that people can use for their first home. Okay, so um, you've took a, a lot on. You've got, you mentioned your wife's part of the business. You're managing teams. How did you learn all about... Um, you know, managing teams, structuring, not just buying some houses now or renting some houses, but actually creating a business and being able to scale that business. So how did you, did, did you learn all that in the training or how did you get the support or where did that come from? So a lot of that came from the, the VIP community. So I joined VIP early on. Um, so so, the, what, so those, for those of our listeners listening in who don't know what the VIP community is, yeah. um, so what exactly is VIP? Ah, so Progressive Property has a, a mentorship and accountability group. It's a 12-month program called VIP. Um, and it's, it's basically, it, it helps people take from wherever they are, whether they be starting or whether they be uh, further down their journey, it takes them from wherever they are to, to basically wherever they want to go. So I started with nothing, joined the VIP community, I then had access to people who had been and done the stuff I'd done beforehand. I had access to keynote speakers every month who told me, you know, things like, you know, some of the business side of things, how to do, get your VA sorted, how to look on your kind of customers, et cetera. Um, And it it takes you from, you have basically a mentor that will will take you from where you are. They'll keep you accountable. They'll give you the actions. They'll make sure that you're on the right path. So that's what that community is all about. 
Um, so the tra- so when you, so the training gives you the I guess the knowledge of how to implement the strategy, and the VIP is giving you the accountability to make sure you deliver it. Exactly that. Yeah. So you can learn how to do something. But I mean, we've all probably been on a course and learned how to do something and how many of us actually then have gone out and, and done it. And that's the bit that the VIP community gives you. It gives you that, you know, the kick up the bum to do what you need to do. Right. And if you, um, you mentioned the key part of the business is networking. How has VIP helped with that? So the other thing about VIP is as well as having the mentors, you've got a community of like-minded property investors who are on a similar, if not same sort of journey path as yourself. And they are, you know, helping you because they're being helped by the VIPs that have gone before them. So it's a great big community. It's a fantastic resource, basically, of people who are all trying to help everyone get as far as they possibly can. Yeah. Some of our listeners will be listening in thinking, why would other people want to help you? Why, why, would, why, why aren't they not just doing it for themselves? Why would, what have they got an interest in helping Dan build his business for? So wh- why is that community so helpful? And, and what's, the re- what's the benefit for each other to help each other? It's a, it's a good question, that. And I think... One thing that I didn't really appreciate, particularly coming from the corporate world, is it's 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 kind of very stabby in the back type, you know, consultancy particularly, you know, where I was. It's it's all about you being the best that you can be and people's you know almost trampling on each other to get the promotions that they need, to get the pay rises that they want, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the world that I came from. So when I came into the property world, I couldn't quite believe that people were so helpful. But I think it I think it probably stems from somewhere probably a long time in the past, whoever sort of started doing property networking in the first place, you know, they'd, they'd done some property, they'd helped some people out, they'd looked for sort of win-win solutions, and it had worked for them. And I think then they just probably thought, well, I'll just pay it forward a little bit, I'll just help someone else. And it kind of just built into this massive community. But the property community generally is very helpful. Um, you know, people talk about you know, competition and stuff. So I help people, I have helped people in the past and still will, help people set up service accommodation units in Cheltenham. So they're my direct competitors. But I don't mind because the market for property generally is so vast. I mean, if you just think, you know, where, if you live on a street or in a block of flats or wherever it is you live, if you just look out the window, you will see there is just so much housing. Unless you live, obviously, in a kind of cottage in the middle of nowhere. But, you know, if you're in any kind of suburbia, you'll, you'll, you'll see there's just hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of houses, all, you know, with people in there, living there. So there's enough out there for everyone so I think the property community just realise that and just want to help everyone, be it you know property investors, families who need you know houses, people who need accommodation to go to, that whatever it might be, there's just enough there. People in the community want to help everyone else out. Yeah, it's really interesting you touched on that because actually I spoke at an event only a few days ago and um, two guys came up to me at the end of the event. It was here in Peterborough and they said, um, we're from Peterborough and, and Progressive own Peterborough. So what do we do? Where, what town should we go to? And I said, Progressive own about 750-ish properties in and around Peterborough with, between themselves, their JV partners. Um, they, that's, if you lined those 750 pro- properties up next to each other, that would probably be less than two streets in a whole city. It's actually a drop in the ocean in Peterborough, never mind the whole country. And that realisation kind of dawned on them that actually this, that's a good point. And, and the strategy that they were looking at, so they were looking to do rent to HMO and start off with cash flow. So you, could, oh, you mentioned rent to SA, it's one way. Rent to HMO is another strategy. You can, you can rent single lets, you could rent commercial and let it to other people. But um, they, had, they had seen, they had not started because they thought there's no point because Progressive have got all the good deals. 
And I mean, there may be some listeners listening in who are in an area where there's this big property investor. I guess a key message to those guys would be, if you are listening and there's a big investor in that area, you don't need to worry about the big investor. Actually, what you could be doing is working with the big investor because the type of strategy that you're doing might be completely different to them. And even if you are working on the same strategy, you're you're not going to be able to buy all the houses that are available on the market at any one time. No investor could. That's why the estate agents' windows, letting agents' windows are full of properties available for sale and available for rent. And and that's, I guess, something that we really work on here at Progressive and at VIP and it, it helps us scale our businesses. So if you would, what else would you say, sort of top three tips to anybody listening in that's thinking, um, can I really do property, Dan? Is, is property for me? Um, do I live in the right area? Is my area too expensive? Whatever. What sort of three to five tips would you give them? So I think what I'd say with that one is, yeah, have a think about what it is that you're... We talk about property and all the rest of it, and obviously the different strategies that there are in property. We you know, mentioned their rent to SA or rent to HMO or whatever that might be, buy to let, et cetera. There are lots of different ways and lots of different strategies in property that would work. Now, some people want to build you know, long-term wealth in terms of asset classes. Sometimes people want to work for cash flow. So I always kind of say to people, is, you know, what is it you're trying to achieve? Now, for a lot of people, potentially, it might be getting out of their job. But it certainly was for me. So from going from nothing to getting out of my job, I needed a, a strategy that I could do around my job that would give me the cash flow that I needed to get out of my job as quick as possible. And that's why we end up with, um, with SA, uh, service accommodation, particularly in Cheltenham. So I'd probably say tip one would be think about what you're trying to achieve. You know, is it, you know, long-term growth? Is it, you want to be you know, big chunks of money like flips? Is it, you know, you want cash flow, rent to SA, rent to HMO, whatever that might be. So then you start thinking about, well, okay, that's what I want to achieve. Then you can start thinking about, well, okay, how am I going to achieve that? And that's when you can start looking at things like what's in your area, you know, what is it, you know, what have you got available to you in terms of, you know, have you got any cash to deploy? Have you not? Do you know someone who could help you out with that? What might that be? Then I say it's probably number three is, is, you know, after you've done those two things, you start going networking, start getting to know the people in your area, try and find out, you know, who's going to try and help you out, whether they can, you know, uh, lend, you know, lend you money or whatever else. You start to get the networking, you start to understand the area. I think the fourth thing is then, is kind of the key thing there is then to get the education. So, you know, you might know what you want to achieve. You might decide what's on your strategy. You might have a bit of networking. The next thing is then getting educated to make sure you can do it properly. And I think probably for me personally, the really good way of doing that is going to a, like a multiple streams of property income event. So, you know, get, get on to progressive property, have a look at the multiple streams of property, book yourself on one. I think that would be definitely a, a top tip. Can get that, that understanding of what those different strategies are. And I think the fifth one then is once you've done all that is then take action. Um, a lot of times people think about what they're going to be doing and they do all the research and then they do all the research again and then they just check and just do some more research. And in all that time, they haven't actually done anything. So I think if you've done those four sort of four steps, you've got yourself educated, you know, next thing is take action. Um, I think the VIP community is a fantastic resource for that because it will keep you accountable. So I think that's what I'd say about my top five tips. Awesome. Um, you're, you mentioned right at the start of this that you, yeah, a friend of yours mentioned Progressive to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that friend of yours is actually a member of the community as well, isn't he? He is, absolutely. Yeah, so, and he was already doing some trainings here when he mentioned it to you? He has, yeah. He'd been, in the, he'd been in the VIP community about a year and he said, you know, Dan, this stuff's working, come, come along. Now, um, I'll mention his name's Craig, but 
uh, I, I wouldn't. I was served with Craig in the Navy a long time ago, and an absolutely brilliant bloke. But I do remember a time when we were in a, a hotel in Dubai, and you know he, he had to borrow my credit card to pay for his room deposit because he hadn't got his finances in the right place. You know, not, you know, nothing bad about that. I'm sure you won't mind me saying that. But then you know to see the transformation, you know, to him going from that, you know, to to being a you know a property investor and building stuff, you know, building houses and whatnot, knocking stuff down. It was quite a fantastic transformation to see. So yeah, it was really good to see that. So um, for anyone, I guess it, for me, when I came to Progressive, I and I had tried some other trainings in the past and I hadn't really got much success with it. And I came and I I was taking a leap of faith to do something that I didn't know anybody who had done before. No, for you, I guess, in my head, it was slightly easier because you had seen a good friend of yours walk the road before you and tell you that it worked. So kind of it's like easier for you to maybe do that jump. And um, what do you say to somebody who's sort of listening thinking, I don't, none of my family have ever been successful in property. None of my friends have been successful in property. I don't, I'm not in an environment of people who've been successful in property. Can I really do it? I think, I think to those sorts of people, I would say, yes, you can. I mean, I think one thing I've learned on this sort of journey with property is you can actually achieve a lot of stuff, not necessarily straight away. And it's not easy. It's not like a get rich quick scheme or anything else like, that. you know, we're not going to be millionaires overnight, but it, it is a simple process that you just need to follow. So it doesn't necessarily matter what your background is, who, you know, you've seen do what. Uh, I've got another good friend who came to a, 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 an event with me as well, and he still hasn't quite got around to doing it yet. Um, he's still working out what he needs to do. So in that time, you know, he he, came, he could have come to the same event I could have, but he hasn't quite got there yet. So, you know, he just needs to get that bit, bit of a push. So I don't think it matters where you've come from. I don't think it matters what your friends and family think. Um, my my family don't really understand what I do. So I kind of just don't tell them, you know, and then it's just one less thing you know, not to worry about. You don't have to worry about what they think. It's about, about me and my life and what I'm doing. So, yeah, I'd say if you've just sat there, just just do it. That's brilliant. Um, I've found this info interview really insightful. Hopefully um, everyone listening has found it um, of use. I know you're actually at the VIP program today, so I've just grabbed you from the room to come over and have a chat. So I know you got to get back. Uh, we'll leave it at that for everyone. And remember the Progressive Property podcast. It's out every Tuesday. It's on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure you've subscribed to the podcast. Also check out the Progressive Property YouTube channel. There's lots of updates every week on YouTube. Mark Homer runs a, a, a talk every Friday on YouTube around different stuffs in the pro stuff in the property market. And um, if you are interested in getting to a multiple streams of property income event, then join the Progressive Property Facebook community. Post on the Facebook community asking about how you can get to attend one of those. And one of the team will, will touch base with you around getting you some tickets to an upcoming event. Or you can just ring the Progressive Property office. So Progressive Property in Peterborough, ring the office and one of the team can give you some information about how you can get yourself to a multiple streams of property income event. I'm generally at those events, so I do some of the talks there. If you do come along and you want to see me, just say hi and let me know you listen to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing you at some point in the near future. Thanks for listening to the Progressive Property Podcast. I've been Kevin McDonald. You've been amazing. I'm going to do that bit again at the end. You've been listening to the Progressive Property Podcast. What am I supposed to say at the end? I fucked <laughs> this up completely. You've been listening to the Progressive Property Podcast. I've become best for free yeah. and profit, isn't it? I've been listening. I've been. Thanks for listening to the. Thanks for listening to the Progressive Property Podcast. I've been Kevin McDonald. You've been amazing. And cut. <laughs> <laughs>